fandom. Seattle OL Rain. World War. Portland Thorns. Bitch. Hello, I'm your host, Sierra. And I'm also your host, Ichel. And this is our podcast, Gay Minds Think Alike. Welcome to episode number two. This week, Ichel is going to be... The main host, I guess you could call it, and she is going to direct the conversation as I did last week, and she's going to introduce our topic for this week, so HL, come on in. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to be talking about the women's soccer fandom, and I'm kind of just going to be explaining how the fandom works, the different subcultures within the fandom. Just in general, kind of like what it's all about. Not necessarily the soccer specifically, but just the fans. Interesting. (laughs) So I, Sierra, I don't know. (laughs) I I don't know as much about fandoms as each other does. She is deeper in the fandom life. She's a fandy. Is that what they're (laughs) called? No. (laughs) Fan. Oh, a fan. <laughs> I like Fandy better. Anyways, so she kind of introduced the topic, so she's just going to get into it, and I will respond as needed, and woohoo, soccer, let's go. Okay, so I'm going to shorten women's soccer to Woso, which is what people shorten it to on Twitter and other sites. The main thing. Um, what does WOSO stand for? Like each letter. The WO is for women's, and then the SO is for soccer. Cool. <laughs> okay. So the main thing that I want to bring up is it's specifically like fans of the women's like soccer teams. Because the fandoms for, like, the women's team versus men's teams are completely different. And the cultures within it and all the different, like, subgroups are all completely different. There are, like, guy Woso fans and girl Woso fans. And same with, like, men's soccer. But I'm going to be focusing specifically on women. But I will talk about kind of, like, some of the differences with the men's. And I think the main one is it's a lot less toxic than men's soccer. There's a lot more violence, sexism, racism, like homophobia in men's soccer than there is in women's soccer. And I think just by like going to games, you can tell the difference. I don't know if this is a part of the fandom, but I have like a question slash statement slash... I see this every time I go to a men's soccer game versus a women's soccer game, and I just want to hear your opinion on it. Why do men fumble more and be little, what I guess you could call babies, on the field compared to women? Well, I think a big part of that 
is women are scared of not being taken seriously in the game. So if they're, like, constantly on the ground and, like, faking fouls and doing all that that the men do, they're going to be like, oh, like, they're women. They can't take a hit. When with the men, like, they just try to get fouls and they use it as, like, a tactical part of the game because they're not scared of, like, people calling them out for that. Interesting. (laughs) Okay, continue. (laughs) With women's soccer, like, fans big part of the fandom is a lot of like gay people one because there are a lot of gay players so that kind of draws in a lot of gay fans so if you go to like a soccer game it's like almost like going to pride (laughs) you just see a bunch of gay people everywhere i went to pride night for the OL Reign, and which is the Seattle women's soccer team, with my friend Lolo, and the amount of LGBTQ plus people, literally almost the same as when we went to Pride. Kind of bonkers. And everything was just rainbow. And it was actually very exciting. I loved all the queer positivity in the vicinity. Yeah, and that's something that translates over to online and kind of like the Twitter space. It's just full of a lot of gay people and something that the fandom likes to do, or at least part of it likes to do, is speculate about the players and like which ones are gay, who are they all dating, kind of just like looking for representation wherever they can find it. I have had a lot of TikToks lately showing all the queer players in the Women's World Cup and, like, who they're dating or if it's official or just rumored at this point. I've had a lot of that lately. Yeah, that's a big part of the fandom. It's, like, people will make charts connecting all of the players. There's so many, like, oh, like, is this person gay? I remember, like, when I first started becoming a fan, Tobin Heath and Kristen Press still weren't, like, out or, like, together yet. They're still not official, right? I mean, I mean, like, everything you see, like... They held hands at an award show walking down the red carpet together. Okay, but they haven't, like, verbally said out loud that they are together, right? I think they have. I don't know if they have. This will be confirmed at the end of the show. (laughs) But anyways, when I first became a fan, I remember going online, and that was, like, one of the things that I was like, oh, these people are gay? I want to, like, be invested in this sport and watch all the games. So I think that's, like, a big part of the fandom is just feeling represented by all these players. I was just going to say, I feel like having a sport or an activity that involves a lot of LGBTQ plus people just makes members of that community feel more welcome and more comfortable. And especially us living in the Pacific Northwest, being in a part of the country that's already very, pretty good, like involving the LGBTQ plus community it is just, like, more comforting to have, like, these activities that we can go to that also, like, welcome us and don't give a fuck that we are queer 
your gay moms. <laughs> My voice cracked. <laughs> and I think a lot of the players know that their fan base is, or just their fan base is, like, very queer. So they are advocates for the community a lot of the time. Megan Rapino and Sue Bird. <laughs> one soccer, one basketball, but they are together. They're, are they... Like they are married? Engaged. Engaged. There's something to yeah. be confirmed. <laughs> but that, like, advocacy and, like, the players themselves speaking out kind of also trickles down to the fandom. So it's, like, a fandom where it's, like, very, like, advocacy heavy. They're all looking to get, like, equal pay was a big conversation for the U.S. team, and now it's kind of like a big conversation for all the other teams. That's something that's talked about a lot in Twitter within the fandom. Also, just getting on top of equal pay, just getting, like, the same respect that the men's teams do is a big thing that's, like, a lot of tweets about that, seeing how the media covers this World Cup compared to how they covered the men's World Cup is something that's, like, a big topic of conversation right now. With the last World Cup game where the U.S. almost got eliminated, a lot of people were being like, oh, they're, like, still happy after the game. Like, they're, all the money they're getting from all the sponsorships, like, they're getting too, like, it's going to their heads. They're not taking it seriously. When, like, they had to fight so hard to get that money, and you never hear that with the men's team. Like, they're never going to get blamed. They're, like, they're never going to blame the money for, like, any faults that the men have in their game. So it's kind of crazy that they do that with the women's when equal pay has been such a big deal. So there was a lot of tweets kind of about that and specifically calling out, like, Carly Lloyd because she's one of the ones that made a pretty intense comment about the team. What did she say? I don't know exactly, but it was somewhere along the lines of, like, they're not taking the game seriously, and because they were taking pictures and, like, dancing around with fans after the game finished. The women? Yeah, the U.S. team. After the game ended, they were, like, taking pictures with fans, like, dancing around a little bit, like, just being, like, they moved on to the next group stage, like, it wasn't the game they wanted, but it's still not something to, like... The last game, like, the one yeah. that just happened? Yeah. Against, um... Portugal. Part. Portugal. Yeah, so they were, like... They weren't celebrating, but they also weren't, like, angry and upset. They were being nice to the fans, taking pictures, like, just existing. And Carly Lloyd kind of went and said that, like, that's not the way you should be acting. You shouldn't be smiling. You shouldn't be dancing. Like, any of that. <laughs> A few comments on that. Um, one, they made it to the next, like, round, I guess you could call it. So, like, w that's exciting. And two, I'm, like, somewhat, like, not surprised because I have heard that Carly Lloyd is somewhat conservative and... I don't know, she's not a ladies' lady. I know that for damn sure. Yeah. So. And it just sucks that she's, like, kind of throwing all these players under the bus when they're already under, like, so much pressure to 
perform well at the tournament. So that's something that a lot of fans were really upset about and kind of, like, calling her out and being like, you were just on this team and you just had a whole, like, victory tour to, like, retire when your club team had, like, a giant losing streak. What club team was she on? Uh, I think Washington Spirit. I'm not completely sure. I'm Googling. Yeah, all I know is that her club team was doing terrible when she was doing kind of, like, her farewell tour. She was, like, retiring. So it's a little, like, ironic for her to go and, like, say all these things when she could easily be accused of the same thing. So another big part of the fandom is there's a lot of, like, drama within the fandom when certain like stands end up like switching teams like let's say we're both Thorns fans but since a lot of our favorite players left we were to like switch over to a different team a lot of people on Twitter like would get angry about that they'd be like oh like you like weren't really a fan like you're not an actual like fan you're just like going along with like whatever the trends are they're very like club loyal but then there's also uh stands who are more player loyal and they're, they'll just like follow like a few players and be like oh like whatever team they're on that's my favorite team so that's just like a person-to-person basis if they're like oh i'm a diehard portland thorns fan i will forever be a portland thorns fan i don't care if like all of my favorite players leave, like, I'm a Thorns fan. Or there's someone who's like, I love Sophia Smith. And if Sophia Smith leaves, I love this team that now has Sophia Smith. Yeah, and so there's, like, a whole discourse online within the fandom on which one, like, is the better way to do it, which one makes you a better fan, and all that sorts of things. What's your opinion, though? I don't really know. I th- I think that I have I've had the same like favorite team for a while and like almost all my favorite players are gone from that team but I still think that's like my team and I still kind of like keep up with my favorite players even though it's like a little bit different I don't just like switch team favorites but like still keep up with them I feel like I'd say I'm the same but I also feel like I didn't fully get into women's soccer until maybe two years ago. And I have two teams that I've watched mainly, and that is the Seattle OL Reign and then the Portland Thorns. And I have favorite players on both, and those are the players I follow on Instagram. (laughs) But I also follow the Thorns, and I follow the OL Reign. On Instagram so like they're my teams yes I have a preference for one I will not state <laughs> as if like the team's gonna come and come at me yeah. for it. <laughs> but see, um, that's another thing people would get mad at you for in the fandom is if you don't like have one team well they can suck it <laughs> I, I like everyone and I'm a positive little bumblebee <laughs> Bumblebee. Okay, I'm leaving now. I can't, <laughs> can't believe I said that. <laughs> okay, okay. Another big, like, war situation within the fandom. War? Yeah. Okay. 
World War. Oh, God. Because it's between all the different, like, European soccer, U.S. soccer, Australian soccer, and, like, they all have different leagues. So there's a lot of debate on which league is the best one. Some people say, like, oh, like, European soccer, like, makes players so much better. Like, we play way better soccer. Like, it's so much better to watch. And then there's people who say the same thing, but about, like, U.S. soccer or, like, many other international leagues. There's there's always fighting about that going on. Do you have any thoughts on that one? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch soccer other than my teams and the World Cup or the Olympics, so... I guess other countries are in the Olympics and in the World Cup, mm-hmm. but, like, if it's not a U.S. game, I guess I'm not necessarily watching it. But also, at the same time, there are players I really like on the OL Reign that are on, and the Thorns, actually, on the Canada team, so I was really interested to watch them. I don't think Canada has a league of its own, though. I think Canadian players just play in the NWSL during regular seasons. Um... On the O.O. Reign, I really like... Oh, I feel like I'm going to butcher her last name. It's so hard to say. It's not that hard. I just feel like I'm going to mess up Jordan Haitama. And she's Canadian. And then, um, oh my god, I'm brain farting her name from the Portland Thorns. She's literally the team captain. Christine Sinclair. Christine Sinclair. This was her I last kept, World Cup. I kept wanting to say Kristen Press. That's why I was <laughs> just like, I was thinking Kristen Press. Is it really her last World Cup? Was they're eliminated? Because this is Megan Rapinoe's last World yeah. Cup, and she's my mommy. Yeah. Anyone that hears this who personally knows Megan Rapinoe, please at her and tell her I want her to be my mom. Also, <laughs> no disrespect to my actual mom. <laughs> Love you, Rebecca. But Megan Rapinoe is my mommy. Anyways. <laughs> Okay, let's see. <laughs> Next swipe. Okay, there's also people who get mad at the fans that come around only for the World Cup and kind of, like, are never on Twitter, don't really comment on regular season games. They just come around for the World Cup. I, and don't, then ha- they I don't have Twitter. <laughs> you don't? That's why I'm telling you all of this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, those are kind of, like, more casual fans. But I think what really gets people kind of in a fighting mood is when those fans who weren't around the whole season come in and start like, oh, like, I think they should do this and this. And like, they start like giving all their opinions and like talking about the game when a lot of it doesn't make sense because of things that happened during the regular season. So then it's like you wouldn't understand. Just tell them to shut up. Oh. (laughs) but like actually though if they don't know what they're talking about like if this was a normal situation you against someone else like and they're in the wrong and they don't know the context of a situation just tell them to shut up see but then people will be like oh you're gatekeeping you're keeping new fans from coming in and like joining the fandom by not letting them participate in the discourse you can participate once you do your research honey and you, Lovebug, have done your research. Have you? 
No, because this <laughs> is your show and you're telling me things. Oh, another big thing that I sort of talked about earlier is people who are here for the gays will a lot of time... The gays! <laughs> ...get hated on, too, for shipping players together. People do it to straight people, and it's not, like, hated on there, right? I mean, within so- with soccer, I mean, with men's soccer, it would never happen because they're so homophobic. Like man on man? Yeah, because people will ship the girls that are on the team with each other. Give me an example. Who? Of, like, people I know, maybe. Well, we'll go back to Kristen uh, Press and Tobin Heath. Before they were, like, more expressive with their relationship, people still would be like, oh, I think they're dating. Like, this wrapping paper says from Kristen and Tobin, and it's, like, at one of their family's Christmas. Like, you can see it if you zoom in. People would zoom in to, like, Kristen Press's sunglasses to see if Tobin took the picture, to see if they were together. It's, like, it was a whole thing of, like, trying to figure out if they're dating and, like, which ones of them are gay. And it, like, kind of crosses the line into being a little invasive of the players' personal lives, which is where people are like, hey, maybe let's not do that. Can I say something, but you're not allowed to say a lot about it because I feel like you have enough information to make this a whole nother episode. (laughs) This makes me just really want to know more about the Gaylor fandom. Oh, that is going to be a whole nother episode. Gay Taylor, everybody. That will be a different episode. Yes, it will. Continue. It is kind of similar to that where, like, Swifties hate on Gaylors a lot for, like... We're not talking about Gaylor. I'm making a comparison. Swifties hate on Gaylors for being like, oh, you're, like, pushing a sexuality on her. Like, you're, like, making assumptions. Like, that's none of your business. And same thing happens with women soccer fans where, like, the ones that are there for the soccer are, like, oh, like, don't talk about their personal lives, still share what they want to share, this is weird. But then there's other people who are like, well, like, it's not really, like, harming anyone, like, we're just, like, trying to find representation wherever we can, we're just doing it for funsies. But it is kind of like a weird line where, like, if you start doing things where, like, the players are going to notice, like, following them around in person, or, like, trying to get pictures of them, or, like, commenting in their pictures like weird stuff there is like a certain point where it crosses the line and that's a big debate within the fandom on where that line is you can investigate but don't be a stalker exactly apparently she has some tweets that she screenshotted and she's going to read out loud or do you want me to read them and then it's like i ask questions or do you want to read them Yeah, let's have you read them and ask me questions about them. Okay. First one is from, (laughs) as if they were sent to us, (laughs) Uh, Rebecca1097. Why have I only found out today that Haley Rosso wears the hair ribbon so her grandma could always spot her on the pitch? What is this emoji called? The, like, whimpering sad emojis times... Five, and then hand heart emoji times six. Who's Haley Rosso? Oh, gosh. She's, like, one of the best players on the Australian team. And so that's 
this tweet's kind of just showing how like how invested the players the fans can get in the players lives fandoms are a whole thing where like the fans form emotional attachments to whoever they're standing but like i don't think that's only a women's soccer thing well, it's not but this because is I'm just like... an example of it within this fandom Okay, because I was going to say, we're watching One Tree Hill right now, and if anything happens <laughs> to any of my girls slash Lucas, I will be crying. <laughs> yeah, and so people in the fandom kind of, people in the fandom get very attached to players, and it just kind of, like, solidifies that, like, oh, like, I'm just going to be loyal to this one player go through the ups and downs, they try and find out as much as they can. It's almost like a little bit of a parasocial relationship. There's this one really pretty girl who is on this co-ed team on Sundays that I know, and I'm very loyal to her, and she's really pretty, and her name's Ichel. <laughs> From CPT Williamson, the term, and then in parentheses, ACL, is Woso's version of Voldemort. Is that just because there's so many effing ACL tears? Yep. We know one of one right now. Yeah. It was literally going through the recovery after having surgery of an ACL tear. It's kind of the amount of people I know that have had them, it's actually ridiculous. <laughs> and it's something that like happens so often in the women's soccer like games. You see players go down and immediately you're like, oh shit, is it their ACL? And normally, if they're going down, sometimes I feel like from what I've seen, they're like grabbing their knee or you see, you um, if you're close to them, you hear it. Yeah. Either like, you just hear like a pop of sorts, right? Yeah. It's gotten to the point where a lot of people in the fandom, like as soon as they see it, they're like, oh, we know what that is. That that's There's a term called the ACL face. Where, like, people, rec like, they can see when one of the players. Maybe when we, when this um, podcast airs, one of the pictures after the main, like, podcast picture on Instagram can be the ACL face. <laughs> we'll <laughs> do that. We'll do that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's a whole thing within the fandom right now. It's, like, ACLs and, like, trying to figure out why they're happening so often. Is it, like, a training issue where, like, they're not getting enough resources to have the right sort of recovery equipment, the right sort of practice equipment. There's a theory that it has to do with cleats and the mm. fact that all the cleats right now are all men's cleats. My Just cleats are men's? Yeah, oh, there's no women. Like, you can't find them at all. They're not created for women. They're created for men and just in smaller sizes to fit women. But that is a whole theory where it's not stabilizing enough it's not made for women specifically i've never torn my acl knock on wood <laughs> oh please um but i did have to go to physical therapy for my knees and they told me it was because i've been playing soccer since i was like three years old and just the constant same like movements and bending of my knees is what was giving me knee pain like i would I wouldn't be able to sleep because my knees were, like, aching. And it's because we're just bending our knees the same and juking the same way, like, in every game because girls are badasses. And knees. Ouch. 
Uh, I had a knee injury too. I sprained it when I when it happened. I wasn't. I didn't get tackled or anything. I just like went to do like a. I went to go juke someone, and then my knee just bent in, and I heard it pop too, and it was the most intense like pain in the moment. It was like so painful, and then I just remember like that's one of the only times I've actually like made any noise when I go down on the field. I've like torn my hamstring and both of my calves but I think the knee was the one that hurt the most right when it happened like at the moment see I genuinely thought because we heard the pop that it was your ACL I did too like a lot of people thought so the doctor said it wasn't yeah she said it was just a sprain and I kind of just wore a brace for a while and kept playing she's fine for the most part folks fine for the most part yeah but it is a thing that kind of makes you question it does make you question what it is in the women's game that leads to so many more injuries than in the men's game ah this is a good one read this i think there definitely needs to be a discussion about the lack of diversity when it comes to referees and woso and football in general Because you can tell tons of them have unconscious, and a lot of the time conscious, bias against black players and other minorities. Do you know what that's kind of referring to? Honestly, no. Yeah, so a lot of, like, during games, when, let's say, a white player goes in aggressively for a tackle, they'll be like, oh, they're, like, so, like, they're playing with passion, they're, they're, like, going in pretty hard, like, they get those sorts of terms. When black players or other, like, POC players go in hard and play more on the aggressive side, people have gone as far as to say, oh, they're, like, playing, like, animalistic or, like, they're nasty players, like, they're playing dirty. So it's, there's a lot of different terms associated with the same style of play depending on the color of the player's skin. I've never noticed that, but I will have to pay attention to it more. Or, I guess, how does that play into the World Cup with different teams and specific teams having more people of color and all that? Where that plays in, and kind of what that tweet specifically was referring to, is the refs that have those biases in their brain. So when they see one of the players who is part of a minority go in and do one of those tackles or go in a little more aggressively than normal, they're more likely to call the foul than they would be for a white player doing the same thing. So then that could lead to either a player getting an undeserved yellow card or getting an undeserved like foul that could lead to a goal or even just letting the white players get away with more things and maybe putting some of the other players at risk of injury. If you're a ref, don't be a dick. (laughs) And sometimes I don't think they do it on purpose. It's just kind of those unconscious biases where it could be solved by bringing in more referees who are parts of minorities to kind of balance it out. Ah, this is... This is one of the tweets where you can see kind of the people who aren't with the gays. From Leah Shamsarni, maybe? 
Girl, I beg you stop posting about couples in Woso and just watch the World Cup for the football. And then it's this one girl on TikTok, Jackie J. She's actually really funny. I've seen a lot she of her is. videos and I really like her videos. She actually had a few pop up on my For yeah. You page today, which is funny. But um, a lot of the videos I've seen of her, like, what was I referencing earlier is about the, like, official and unofficial. Yeah, the couples. The couples. She was the one doing yeah. that TikTok. Like, girl, just let her do her thing. Like, she's there to watch the soccer, but she's also there for the gays. Like, <laughs> once again, all I have to say is don't be a dick. Yeah, people are excited to see representation of, like, seeing all these, like, gay women on TV and, like, being showcased, like, in the spotlight. It's kind of cool, so I, I don't think there's anything wrong with bringing a little attention to all the couples, all the people who are gay and in soccer. I don't know Twitter very well, but the at, that's just their at, and then is that their, like, name, like, on Instagram, how you have, like, your name yeah. underneath? Char? Char? Yeah. Charmander? No. <laughs> no, I like Charmander. It's not Charmander. <laughs> Char. Is it yeah. a boy? It, no, I think It literally a, would be. I think it's a Harry Styles picture. That's not Harry Styles. Are it, you sure about that? I'm not sure. <laughs> but Char, mind your own business. <laughs> and don't be a dick. This one might be hard to explain. One more tweet. So this is from, I can't pronounce this one. It just is a bunch of letters. But the hashtag U.S. Women's National Team got the dog in them for real. And then it looks, the picture is an x-ray of, like, someone's chest, like, with the ribs and everything. And then inside there's a little picture of a dog sitting on a chair with a table next to it with a cup of coffee surrounded by flames. <laughs> Explain, please. <laughs> this was posted after the last game where they played a rough game and almost got eliminated. <laughs> a rough game? <laughs> <laughs> Continue. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it, it's just kind of, it's just a funny little meme about how they were very much stressing during that game i think there's a picture of alex morgan where like her jaw is as clenched as you can get it well there will have to be another episode where we just talk about the women's world cup not just the fandom of gay <laughs> <laughs> but we'll have to go into the depths of soccer and what we know about it and our opinions on people and all that jazz but we appreciate you guys listening to this episode and listening to each other rant about the Woso. Wusu? Woso? Woso. Okay, I had it right. The Woso <laughs> fandom. Tune in next week for another episode of could be sock related, could be Taylor related, could be queerness, could be most likely gay. So. Thank you for listening again, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Your gay moms love you.